Calling all entrepreneurs. Are you ready for a biz boost in 2022? Tired of feeling alone or struggling to figure out this whole entrepreneur thing by yourself? Well, great, because we have your solution. We are hosting an in-person business conference in Nashville, Tennessee on April 25th through 28th, 2022. And this isn't your traditional boring corporate like conference either. I mean, do you even know Evie and I? (laughs) Yes, the Heart Conference is a place for creative business owners and dreamers of all kinds to come together, experience community, learn business and marketing strategies that will help you grow and scale your business all while having the friggin' best time of your life. So get ready to be empowered in your business and life so you can go out and break down every barrier that is holding you back from achieving your goals. All right, and listen to our speaker lineup. Legit. All right, we have Jordan Lee Dooley, Paige Griffith of The Legal Page, Zim Flores, Angie Lee, as well as Lindsay and myself, and our keynote speaker, Donald Miller of freaking StoryBrand. Like, yes. Yeah. So basically, are you like ready to explode your business and build community in just three days? Because if so, it's time to learn some hardcore marketing and sales strategies that will grow your business beyond what you could ever imagine. Get paid to do what you love, speak to the heart of your ideal client, nip that feeling of loneliness in the bud, connect with a community of like-minded creative entrepreneur besties, receive over 12 hours of hardcore business education, dance your pants off at our heart dance party, and listen to seven industry leaders teach you everything they know. Yeah, it's a lot in just three days. Buzz gonna be good. (laughs) If you are ready to give your business a jumpstart in 2022 and lead in your business empowered, come join us at the Heart Conference. You can find out more at theheartuniversity.com forward slash conference. You're listening to the Heart and Hustle podcast. We are your hosts, Evie McLeod and Lindsay Roman. We are so stoked for today's episode. Now, if you know anything about us at all, you know that Evie and I are just nerds about customer experience and branding. Those are two of our favorite topics of all time. Why? Because when you do your job right, the way you handle creating a brand and serving your people can take you from one to 100 real fast. So essentially, the secret weapon in your business is creating excitement, connection, and buy-in with your ideal customers. Now, you might be sitting there asking like, okay, wait, what's buy-in? How do I create it? Well, my friend, I'm so glad you asked because today's conversation is all about that. In this episode, we're talking about building a connection and trust with your ideal customer so that you can stand out from your competition, serve your customer beyond and above anything that you can think of, and create a business that you are dang proud of. Now, we'll cover lots of in-depth marketing principles in this episode. And just low-key, this episode is just like a little free marketing coaching call just waiting for you to press play, right? Well, I guess you're already listening to this, so you've you've already pressed play. Uh, so just don't hit pause. Keep listening. Okay, great. You get it. <laughs> so if you're ready to hear all about how to stand out in your industry and grow like crazy, well then, great. Let's get started. You're listening to the Heart and Hustle podcast with Evie Rupp and Lindsay Roman, two photographers turned entrepreneurs and founders of the Heart University. If you're a creative entrepreneur or a motivated dreamer wanting to make the most of your life, this podcast is for you. Each week, Evie and Lindsay bring you actionable tools to uplevel your business and life. So if you're ready to step up to the plate and pursue your God-given potential, you're in the right place. You're ready to live your life and run your business to its fullest? Then buckle up, because here are your hosts, Evie and Lindsay. All right, we're, we're about to dive straight on in. I feel like this episode is going to be like a power punch meaty diving. So You might want to take notes. 
Yes, you might want to pull out a pen and paper. I would highly recommend, actually. (laughs) So we're going to start off first and foremost. You probably know by like the title of this episode from the intro, all the things, kind of the genre that we're going to be talking about. So marketing and creating the buy-in from your customers that's going to create a standout and sustainable brand. Now, the question is, what the heck is buy-in and why do you need it? So Lindsay, why don't you go ahead and get started on answering that one? Yes, yes. So, okay, foundational principle marketing. If you don't know this, I'm about to just share it, but you probably know it if if you've listened to this episode, or sorry, this podcast for any stretch of the, the time. People buy from people that they know, like, and trust. You've probably heard that before, not even from us. That's, that's just a marketing principle out in the world, right? And it's it's pretty rare that you're going to hire like a random vendor or purchase from a random company without some sort of proof that it's worth it. Like that's just psychology. Whether it's reviews or someone recommended them to you or you know them personally or you follow them on the grant, like there's a million different ways, but you probably aren't just gonna buy something out of the blue like without any prior knowledge or, or you know, seeing them mm-hmm. or anything. Well, I mean, the, the, the bottom line is you're not gonna buy from somebody that you don't know, no, like, or no, trust. Like and trust. <laughs> So back to what I said. I love it. Well, like think of the last time that you like purchased or or wanted to purchase something. Like in order to purchase that product or book that service provider, you need to trust that that product or that that person is going to deliver on what they promise. Like you need that proof mm-hmm. that what it's going to do for you is going to serve you in the way that you want. Like if that makes sense. So you need to have that buy-in that that's the brand that you want or that's the person that you need. Like there's there's that that buy-in of like, okay, I know, like, and trust this brand, this person, this product, and I know that it's going to deliver for me. And therefore, I already know I'm willing to make this investment. Like that's mm-hmm. what buy-in is, is before somebody ever... M- puts a penny down, they have that no like, and trust factor, and they're willing to put their money where their mouth is. They're willing to stand up for this brand. Even for some people, maybe they never purchase from a brand, but they have buy-in with the mission of the brand or the personal connection they have with the, the, the person, and they're willing to share that information with others. So for example, let's say a brand releases a product that Sally will never need. But Sally loves the brand and she's like, oh my gosh, my sister-in-law needs this product. Sally Mm -hmm. has buy-in. Therefore, she's going to be that word of mouth that's going to create buy-in for her sister-in-law, Susan, who's going to purchase from the brand. So buy-in isn't always that person putting down money. Sometimes it's that person being a brand evangelist and a person who's going to constantly refer and recommend your product or your brand to others. Yeah. Like think of something that that you need in your life. Like let's do like a product, right? Um, Say you have a vacuum and you are just tired of freaking pulling it out of the closet and tired of, uh, what's the word? Like plugging it into the wall and unhooking. You know, that stupid, like all those vacuum cords. All those cords that... The circular little oval that you have to undo and then redo. Like vacuuming is a hassle. So like personal example, me and Andrew were sick of it. Well, we've always been sick of it, but we tried for a while to do a robot vacuum because I was like, oh, that's perfect. That solves the problem of pulling it out of the closet. You can put it on a timer, you can rock and roll with it. And then we realized that cordless vacuums are, or like robot vacuums are great, but then sometimes depending on what your house situation is, you have to like, 
like they they're not so smart that that they they hook they get either caught on rugs or they like bump into things and then you almost have to like clean up your house in, in a sense to like even use it and so we were like this is not working so we had a need right we were like we need something that that is more simple and i was like i don't even mind vacuuming if i don't have to deal with the cord plugging in because that's even better than just like the robot that i have to really do more work even that it's worth anyway. So what we were thinking is like, okay, we had heard about people talking about the Dyson cordless vacuum. Like there's a bunch of of brand or like there's a bunch of like different models, I think. But y'all know what I'm talking about probably. It's, it's like, like stick, stick vacuums or whatever. It's like a stick vacuum that's like a gun, but you just like, you like, it's, I am a brand evangelist for this dang vacuum. Like <laughs> I, I will, it, it was pricey. I think it was like $500. And you're probably like, that is not worth it. Honey, I will tell you right now, it is worth every freaking penny. I will praise <laughs> Dyson to the ends of the earth because literally it charges. And then you literally are just like, it's better than a, than a, a what's that called? A broom. It's better than plugging it in. It's better than a robot vacuum. I literally, anybody that doesn't have it, I'm like, get a Dyson, right? You're not like literally tied to the wall with the cord. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So, we didn't have buy-in before we tried it, but we had we we had heard a lot of people talk about it. So we were like, oh, okay, that's interesting. Does it actually work as well as it is it like as they say? And we had just like heard a lot of buzz around it. So once we got it and actually tried it, like we were like, oh man, this product says exactly like it does exactly what they say it does. It works like a charm and it also solves a lot of those problems that we were dealing with. Like they they marketed it in a way that's like, hey, this is going to solve that cord situation of like tangled cords of like dealing with like picking up your house for a robot vacuum. Like we had that buy-in and now that we've tried it, like I, I am on board with the Dyson vacuum. Like I will <laughs> sing it to the ends of the earth. So that's an example of like even even a product that doesn't have like a face to it. Cause you could easily be like, oh, well, in order to create buy-in and hype, you have to have a personal brand and have like a face to a company. Well, I don't know who the CEO of Dyson is. I could care less, but I will sing it to the ends of the earth. So it's <laughs> like, you can still use this principle with physical products. Which we will talk about in a bit yes. when we dive into how to create buy-in. But the other thing, the last thing with buy-in that I want to mention is that buy-in can create front of mind for most most people. So, mm-hmm. for example, like when they've they are bought in when they when they care about what you're doing, your products, your services, whatever, you're typically the first thing that's going to come to their mind when they or when their friends have a need. So that's yep. like the the power behind buy-in is not just that they're willing like, you know, I'm thinking through like Dyson Airwrap. Like that's a whole fad and a whole thing right now. We're That's on the Dyson train. Apparently, we're giving Dyson shout-outs. Uh, to be fair, I don't have the Dyson. I have a shark like stick vacuum, and I'm also like a mega fan of that. And I don't have a Dyson Airwrap. So I'm not trying to like just hype up on Dyson today. But I'm thinking through like the Dyson Airwrap is like a whole fad, and everyone, you know, all these women have is that. It. Like a these... hair, is that like a hair? Yeah, like, it's a hair dryer? tool. Yeah, it's like a curler blow dryer and it's like better on your hair as far as heat goes and it creates lasting curls that actually like whatever. Anyways, I don't know. I don't have one, but I have seen so much about it. And I know that when somebody's bought in, like they have their Dyson, it's changed their hair game, their their vacuuming game, whatever. And a friend is like, man, I cannot get my curls to last. The first thing in that person's mind is going to be, oh my gosh, you need to have 
the Dyson Airwrap. Like, it's changed my hair game. So Mm -hmm. there's just a lot to be said for buy-in, but it's essentially the key ingredient that's going to create brand evangelists and a well-loved, well-rounded brand. So at this point, you might be thinking, okay, cool. How do I create buy-in? Like, clearly I want it. Clearly I need it. How do I create it? Mm, So let's go. All right, we have how many things do we have? We have one, two, three principles for how to actually create buy-in, but they're meaty principles. So again, get your notebook if you have not already. So the first one is maybe the most obvious, but we're going to expand on it. Focus on relationships and personal connection, right? That's one of the easiest ways that you can actually create buy-in because how can you make a personal connection with your customer? Like that's, that's the foundational, like, knowledge of, of, again, like we said, people buy from people or brands or companies that they know, like, and trust. So how can you create no like, and trust factor in your, in your customer? You need to do it. One of the ways is by creating that personal connection. I mean, we've said this a million times and we will say it a million more, but creating that personal connection with your customers is what's going to make you stand out from the crowd of others in your same field or your same niche. Like you are the secret sauce in your business that will make you stand out from the crowd. It's time to just embrace that. So if you are a personal brand, there share some personal aspects of yourself, of your mission, of you know whatever you're comfortable with. Because people connect with people, not with robots, not with words, not with objects, not even with companies or corporations. Like Lindsay, she doesn't know who, who owns Dyson. She's not even like the biggest Dyson fan on the internet. She is a Dyson stick vacuum. <laughs> but if you better believe someone needs some help with a vacuum, I will be first in line to recommend them. So yes. I buy it. So you can create trust with people. You can build a relationship by sharing those relational aspects, sharing personal things of yourself that your ideal client can resonate with or connect to. So it creates that that know and trust factor and honestly, the like factor too. What, who am I kidding? It creates no like and trust. But I think the thing with that is you're just trying to show up as a human being with a desire for connection and relationship. So that does mm-hmm. not mean that you need to share your deepest, darkest secrets. It doesn't mean you need to be like sobbing on Instagram. It doesn't like, there's a lot to be said with creating connection. It just means that you're showing up as a human being wanting to connect with other human beings. Mm. And I would say also, if you're not a personal brand, listening to this, that's okay. Focus on creating buy-in around your mission of your company. Like how can people feel connected to the purpose and vision of your brand? How are you making a difference? What will the impact be on their lives or the world around them if they use your product, right? Because by creating connection, whether that's from you yourself or your brand mission, especially if you're like a product or corporation, you're establishing the know, like, and trust factor with your customer. And so for product-based companies, how can you make commercials or videos or reels or ads or et cetera that create emotion in your ideal customer? Because products alone often don't elicit an emotional response, but if you work them into a moving story, they do. A really freaking good example of this, we're going to leave this link in the show notes. It's an ad called Google Parisian Love Ad. So if you have not seen this, Oh boy. Okay. It is literally an ad for Google, like, like the search engine. And the entire ad, I kid you not, is literally just like a screen recording of the Google search page. And it's just like a series of questions being asked into the search Google. engine. And I kid you not, when I watch that, it is literally the screen of Google 
and I cry. It tells an entire, it tells an entire story. It's like the first don't, line don't, is- Don't share. Don't, don't oh, give it oh, away. I, but I want- I No. Want <laughs> no, they oh. need to be surprised. Okay. Y'all, if you do not <laughs> click that right now, come back and listen to this episode, please. Don't go away. But I need you. I need you. Because it, it shows the example perfectly. It's like, how could you make an impactful commercial about a search engine? Like, that's the most robotic, distant, mm-hmm. non-human, non-personal thing you could think of. And yet yeah. they found a way to connect it to the heart of humanity and, and love. And I'll shut up. But like, literally, it will make you freaking cry and pay attention to how they did it. They took something that is not emo- emotive by nature, it's very mm-hmm. just corporate and robotic. It's a search engine. And they connected it to storytelling, to a personal like experience, which is what connects you to them. Yeah. I mean, we could harp on this for hours. But the bottom line is, if you're trying to create the no like, and trust factor, one of the number one ways you can do it is to create a relationship with your ideal customers and your ideal clients. So Mm -hmm. creating that personal brand, or if you're not a personal brand, creating a mission for people to buy into. So whether you're a personal brand and you're like, hey, I want a relationship, come join, you know, my community, come join, whatever. Or you're a brand and you're like, hey, I want to make a difference in your life or in the lives of others or, you know, the lives of the world, the lives of the world, what? Uh, The world around us. You're creating something for people to buy into, whether it's the relationship or the mission. Either way, think of that when you're going around thinking of your marketing, when you're posting on Instagram, when you're creating content, when you're creating an ad, think through how can I create connection? How can I elicit emotion, and how can I connect with my ideal customers? Hey, have you been eyeing the Heart Conference tickets, but maybe feeling really torn or overwhelmed? Like, wow, it sounds amazing to get to sit and learn from seven of the industry's biggest movers and shakers, and getting in a room with dozens of other powerhouse entrepreneurs sounds like a game changer, and man, you really need that boost in your business this year, but it also just feels like a lot. Look, we get it. Going somewhere alone can be really freaking overwhelming. Traveling can be expensive and hard, which is why we have the Heart Conference Facebook group. We have dozens of other entrepreneurs in there connecting with each other before our week together in Nashville. And that's also a great place to find travel buddies to go with you and split travel costs like lodging, rent-to-cars, etc. To join the Facebook group and find your people to make this experience even more fun and exciting, go to theheartuniversity.com forward slash conference. There's a section on the page to join the group and the link directly to the Facebook group is also in the show notes. We want to see you in Nashville. So grab a ticket if you haven't already and come join the pregame party in our conference Facebook group to grab a travel buddy, meet new friends, and get hyped together. That's theheartuniversity.com forward slash conference. And we'll see you in Nashville. Hey, photographers, wedding vendors, this one is for you. Your clients are spending thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars to book your services for their weddings. And the question is, do you have an intentional gift for them to say thank you when they book your services? If not, a great idea is giving your couples vow books for their big day. The Keeper Co. created the first ever interactive wedding vow books that your clients will be obsessed with, and so will you. 
These vow books fill in the empty pages that are often left blank in other vow books with 15 interactive prompts that are both fun and romantic. Couples can choose to read them during their first looks, during a private vow reading, or exchange them when they're even getting ready. And these prompts create the sweetest and just most genuine reactions with couples when they read them out loud to each other. You know, cue the happy tears. Yes. So if you are ready to up-level your client's experience with your brand and give a gift that your clients will love for decades to come, then you're in the right spot. You're going to look really good giving these as a gift. You can use the code HEARTFAM to get 10% off your purchase from The Keeper Co.'s website. And yes, The Keeper Co. offers discounts for bulk orders. So visit thekeeperco.com to use these vow books and try them out for yourself and use code HEARTFAM for 10% off. Mm, Yeah. All right. Number two on ways that you can add buy-in and create a culture of excitement within your business or just create a a culture of buy-in is to prioritize serving your customers where they are. Yes. Okay. I know we've talked about this before, but create a client avatar. If you don't know what that is, it's essentially a, a roadmap, bio, picture, description of the exact person that you're trying to speak to and what they need and want from you. So it's very strategic marketing principle that allows you to have a clear, clear picture of who the person is that you're trying to serve. Now, along with that, if you haven't already created a client avatar, or maybe you have, there's also a concept called creating a storyboard for your ideal customer. So if you are not familiar with that concept, that goes into a whole other principle and and topic of marketing that comes from the book, Building a Story Brand by Donald Miller. If you have not read that, oh my goodness, it's going to revolutionize revolutionize your marketing. So Literally, if if we could recommend one marketing book, it'd probably be that. By the way, by the way, low-key plug, high-key plug, Donald (laughs) Miller is our keynote speaker at the Heart Conference. So get in the room. That's all I'll say. Seriously, it's going to be an amazing time. But... Back to the episode and what we're talking about, creating a client avatar and creating a storyboard essentially is having you think through, okay, what is my ideal customer or client trying to accomplish? What are they struggling with along that journey? And how can I help them overcome that struggle and reach their goals? So some examples to help drive this home and make this feel more applicable. Let's get the example of a social media manager. Your ideal clients are probably struggling with growing their sales through social media, getting enough eyes on their work online, posting consistently with valuable content, and needing more time to do other things in their business. So that's probably just a very brief overview of some of the things that your ideal client might be struggling with that you can then create marketing copy, you can create solutions around, like how can I solve the problem of growing their sales through social media. Like how can I share that I am the person who can help solve that problem for them and help them get to the end result of more sales and more time for other things? Like that's what you need to think through is is the problems that your customer is having and how you can help them solve those issues and reach their final destination. Another example, Lindsay, do you want to cover that one? Yeah, 
I would say another example is for our wedding photographers in the house. I know there's a lot of listeners that are photographers. Your ideal clients are probably struggling with maybe not even knowing where to be even, where to be even, where to even begin planning their wedding. Like what vendors do they even book first? Maybe they're worrying about feeling stressed or uncomfortable in front of the camera on their biggest day ever, or even the session. Like a lot of people are even scared of that. Maybe they're worried about wanting to document their wedding in an incredibly special way, but not even knowing what that means. Like where is, what do you even, what is, hiring wedding photographer even entail? Or maybe they don't even know what to look for in a photographer, like in their timeline, in their venue, et cetera. Like after all, like most likely they've never done any of this before. You have as the expert. If you're a wedding photographer, you know the wedding industry. Your bride or groom does not. So those are just some examples of like, how can you create content and and serve in those ways to address their main issues and also show up and, and really, truly prioritize serving your customers where they are, which goes back to what this point is. It's like, how mm-hmm. can you actually come alongside them, see their problem, and be the helping hand that reaches down and says, hey, I see you. I know exactly what you're struggling with. Here's, here's what I can offer you. Here's, here's a how solution. I, here's a solution. Here is mm-hmm. like going back to like building a story brand of like, here is Yoda to Lou Skywalker, I'm going to help you defeat the dark force or I yes. don't know, whatever. Well, so Not what it's called. <laughs> the dark <laughs> force. <laughs> oh man. Tell well, me I'm... that you don't watch Star Wars without telling me you don't watch Star Wars. Okay. <laughs> I want to back up just a tiny bit. And before we move on to point number three, part of what you're doing with number two, so essentially, you know, serving your clients where they are is you are getting in front of them by having answers to their problems and what they're Google searching and what they're searching on Pinterest and what they're, you know, needing to see in front of them right there. You're creating the no factor, but you're also establishing the trust factor. So you're showing up and being like, Hey, I actually know what I'm doing here and I know what you're going through and I'm here to help you get through it and not even stress about it. Have an easy time. I'm here to solve your problems. Like everything that you're doing should be to serve, 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 which is creating that trust factor. So whether or not they're ready to purchase or invest or book or whatever, right there, they know that you actually are there to serve them and you're there to help and you're there as a human being to help them get through whatever season, whatever struggle, whatever decision, whatever that looks like. So it's it's so much richness and depth in that one point, not only creating that personal connection, but also showing up as somebody who's willing to help and to serve. And that heart of service will make you stand out and will create that trust with your ideal customer. Mm. All right. And then moving on to point three, because speaking of trust, our point number three is to stand out as trustworthy. So, I mean, point number two, arguably is a way to do that, which is like serving your customer with content where they are that helps them solve a problem of what they're wanting, you know, as it relates to you. However, we're going to go into like a bunch of different ways that you can stand out as trustworthy. Because again, going back to the first principle that we said, people buy from people and and products and, and things, services, companies that they know, like, and trust. So how can you stand out as trustworthy? Number one under this point is to under promise and over deliver. For example, if you are a photographer, how could you over, or sorry, under promise and over deliver on gallery delivery times. Say your contract and your FAQ says that you'll deliver galleries within like six weeks. Try getting it back in 30 days. What if you challenge yourself to get into a workflow that gave your clients like their galleries back by the time that they got home from the honeymoon? 
Like that's, but don't say that you're doing that. Just do it. Like that's under promising and over delivering. Another example is maybe you sell clay earrings on Etsy and you're an Etsy shop owner. Put in an extra pair of earrings that the customer isn't expecting as a surprise for every purchase, maybe over like $20 or I don't know, whatever. But something that's like, oh, like you went the extra mile. You thought of, of something extra that they weren't expecting and you underpromised and you overdelivered. Mm-hmm. Because creating a customer experience that leaves them speechless from beginning to end is something that's going to help you stand out as someone who is trustworthy as a business. Mm-hmm. Well, it's also, I think, going to help you stand out as just different from yeah. so much of the business world that's in it to get, 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 get as a brand. If you're out there to serve, serve, serve and give, 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 that is going to stand out. They're going to see it from beginning to end. And I think that's the goal too, is you're trying to create a customer experience from first interaction, from the minute they find out who Lindsay Roman is, or the minute they find out who, you know, whatever your brand name is, to the very end, to that, you know, the packaging on the product or the extra pair of earrings or the gallery delivery time if you're a photographer. Like from beginning to end, you want to consistently be showing up as somebody who is serving and giving above and beyond what they would expect. So that's Mm. the goal is just under promise and over deliver from beginning to the end. Another way to stand out as trustworthy is to be consistent. So don't be sporadic with your content. If you have a blog or a podcast, or maybe you go live on Instagram, establish a consistent routine and then stick to it. Don't be all over the place. Because you, again, if you're sporadic with that, they might be like, oh, well, she she does this sometimes, but then it, it's not something that I can rely on and, and trust. So they might take that information and be like, oh, well, will she treat me that way when I actually hire her? Like, so... Consistency with content is one way. Also, consistency with how you treat your clients. Don't go above and beyond for some and then not others to the point where a customer might hire you expecting something because they've heard that you do it and then get disappointed because you didn't deliver that. Like, Don't even give them an opportunity to be disappointed. An example in the photography industry is say that you do wedding planning guides for all of your clients, like your wedding couples. Give it to all of them. Don't give it to just some and then a couple hires you and they heard that you send that out and then you don't give it to them because then Mm -hmm. it's like you've you've created a culture where you've allowed your client to be disappointed and that's going to break trust. It's not going to create trust. Mm -hmm. Um, And the last thing I will say under trustworthy is to be reliable. Do what you say you're going to do. Don't ghost your freaking clients. The number of times that we've heard people inquire with service providers and then they never hear back. Like, Like bride or grooms like inquiring to wedding photographers and then never hearing back. Yeah, I could, I could go off, but (laughs) like, don't ghost your clients, follow through for every single one of your clients, like AKA have dang good workflows so that you don't drop the ball on any of them and that you're not leaving any of them hanging. Mm -hmm. That's a way to be reliable, to be consistent, to under promise and over deliver and to stand out as trustworthy, which will create a culture of buy-in in the long term. Mm -hmm. I think there's so much that we could say on this topic. There's just so many different little tiny things that that entrepreneurs can change or implement to stand out but the bottom line is when you show up and create a personal connection typically that involves being active on the the marketing tools that are going to create opportunity for you to have conversations with people so social media email all of the things if you are showing up as a person 
or Mm -hmm. even a mission for people to buy in. They're going to establish that relationship, which establishes no like and trust right out the gate. On top of that, showing up as somebody who is serving and giving and meeting your customers and your clients where they are is going to create that trust factor, that connection even further because they understand, wow, man, this person, this brand is genuinely different than anything I've ever encountered in in the world of business, in the world of, you know, products, of shopping, of whatever that is. And I instantly know that something is different with this brand. And then on top of that, standing out and creating that trustworthy experience from beginning to end, from the first time they they hear your brand name or your name to the last interaction they ever have with you, being consistent and being reliable with the quality of experience that you're delivering to them, that all three of these points, you begin implementing those, your business, we guarantee, will stand out, will take off, and you'll have buy-in and brand evangelists from every person who has purchased from you or who has not purchased from you. Like you're creating the culture Mm. of I'm here as a human being to serve you from beginning to end. And I will show up no matter what to serve you with quality and under promise and over deliver. Like that is going to wow your audience, your customers from beginning to end. Yeah. You implement these principles and you, you, you will thrive in business. (laughs) Like you will. Yeah, it's true. Well, we hope you enjoyed this episode. It gave you a good deep dive into marketing. It gave you some concepts and some principles to begin to implement in your business and in your business structure. We love talking all things branding, all things marketing, and all things client experience. It's our jam. It's our jam. (laughs) We hope this gave you some inspiration and some answers. And if you have questions, if you have things that you want to chat with other entrepreneurs about, come join our Facebook group. We just love having the podcast fam in there chatting, working through all things business, giving input on podcast episodes, all the good stuff. Mm-hmm. And if you haven't already, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. I know we say that a lot, but seriously, it really does help us out so much. And I think that's it. We well, just love no. you. Go oh. watch that Google, that Google oh. app. <laughs> And bring tissues. Bring tissues. I'm not kidding. It is a good good one. (laughs) All right. Well, we love you, friend. We will see you on the next episode.